big truck buddies with Ryan Whitney, like, we used to intentionally ring them off the house by or send them up in the And, like, guys used to do that. There's no netting back there. And, you know, student section, like, kids up there, they're nuts. They take the pots and put them back down. Episode number 71 here. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your co-host, James Murray. Connor, what do we got today? Boy, I'm glad you asked, James. Uh, do we have a 14-year NHL starting tendy? Just a vet, perhaps? a guy that, uh, yeah, absolute legend here. I mean, did he play for the University of Maine and just put it on top of his large, large shoulders? <laughs> he did. I think so. And Puka necklace. Yeah. And, and that Puka necklace. Yeah. A couple of them he had to go through, apparently. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, we got Jimmy Howard on the pod today. Um, so yeah, we know people are tuning in. Mm. This is a biggie and, uh, couldn't have been a cooler guy. I mean, if you're a kid starting between the pipes right now, you better be listening to this because this guy's got some, some good advice and an experience that you're going to want to hear about and might, uh, I don't know, get you to stop some more pucks, you know? Yeah. And a guy who just lives and breathes hockey. I mean, he's out of the game now, said he like, he doesn't miss playing Tendy too much, but it sounds like he's watching, you know, everything going on. Like he knew he's aware the new college hockey programs going around, uh, you know, he's talking about Penn state, Arizona state. He's talking about you know, possibly Syracuse, which we might have brought up. But I mean, also he's talking with Swayman, you know, current, you know, main alums there. Like he's yeah. he's around the game of hockey and he's coaching his sons now, too. So just a rink rat. Just a rink rat. You but love just, to see it. Oh, man, just congratulations to um, Jimmy here and uh, on a 14 yeah. year career, hell of a career. And, you know, he shut down our wild plenty of times, but did yeah, also he might have wall at Maine. So, yeah. I mean, this guy's, um, you know, like we talk about later in the pod, he, he had so many people to look up to. Well, now he's one of those mentors for the younger goalies of you know, this generation. So, right. um, no, exciting interview with Jimmy here and, uh, one, uh, it's probably one of our best episodes. You guys are going to like it. So, yeah. So make sure you're tuning in for that one. Otherwise let's, uh, I mean, they're not too much to break down since our last pod in college hockey news here. A little bit of news, a little bit of news. Uh, let's start with the big one. Uh, yeah. Carves signing with UMass Just through 2026. Contract. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, what was it? The UMass Rangers, like, so that's seven more chips just like <laughs> booked. I mean, you, you had to re-sign him, obviously, or extend him. Yeah. Not like he was, you know, the contract was ever going to be up there. But it's basically like he's there as long as he wants to be. Seven more years of reindeer in the stands, it sounds like. Yeah, I but mean, never lose that spin reindeer. zone, wh- where does D-Mike go when his contract? Or is he just going to be the associate wagon? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a new head coach of Syracuse one day. We don't, Ooh. yeah, who knows. But kind of uh, like that. I think they need D-Mike in the, in the locker room there right now. And he definitely do. Um, Carves Arsenal. So, um, but yeah. yeah, good things for UMass. I'd say they're um, a package deal. You know what we did not ask Jimmy on the pod? What? And I'm I'm mad about the new head coach, Mr. Barr. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of asked about like the new facilities. And yeah, the new, that's part of it. We should have asked about Ben Barr. I'm sure he would have had to take. You know, Jimmy, that's our bad. That's on us. That's on us. And sorry, Barr. Uh, we still want to come up to Maine if you let us. And uh, yeah, we'll ben, do some good work. Benny, I think we didn't have to ask because it goes without saying. We're getting bags gated. You're going to turn that place around. <laughs> and uh, yeah. We fucked that one up. We, we did fuck <laughs> that one up. <laughs> That's on us. Hey, we're hey, still big main guys. We're, we're big main guys. You know, a uh, little problem with the audio today, but all around it's just a gritty pod. And yeah, we're uh, not used to being one, up and working on the pod at least this early in the morning. But Usually, I'm unloading a freight truck right now. I'm not. I'm not actually talking. <laughs> You know, like if someone's talking to me with this much energy in the morning, I'm like, get the hell out of my yeah, face. I'm fitting kids for skates right now. But, yeah. you know, today it's it's it was podcast Jimmy, it was Jimmy Day. Jimmy Howard. And uh, now I'm now I got to drive to Kansas to go watch a coast playoff game. It's just going to be gritty. Dude, that's I mean, pucks deep. That is pucks deep. But, we, uh, we live for East Coast plots. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, meeting our last podcast guest, uh, Cappy, tonight too it's gonna it's gonna be a that's great right yeah. yeah seeing cappy in that i mean that in person oh that's gonna be electric yeah well especially be. going up against our boy <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen after the game too so yeah that's excited for that uh what else in college hockey news oh um the signing so st thomas obviously yeah, they yeah. announced rico blasi you know a month ago or two for the men's program uh just i think it was yesterday or two days ago two days ago i think st thomas days. women's mm-hmm. coach uh just got signed the Former associate head coach Joel Johnson, mm-hmm. who was uh, with the Gophers for I think like 16 seasons, something like that, yeah. underneath Brad Frost. So that's actually a pretty big signing for uh, the, the yeah. Tommies there. And uh, yeah, Congrats they're going to be Mr. good. Johnson, man, it's a big job to take on. New program, and I'm um, excited. And that's going to help you know grow the women's game. So 
Exactly. Um, right guy it's for the job with a winning history. So I think, uh, you know, the Tommies are in good hands there. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... I'm surprised Brad Frost let him go so close to home. That's got to be... <laughs> they cross the street. Like, What's you up, son of a... All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, it's going to be but, a good time. Yeah, no. Uh, no, other news in college hockey. Is there any other big news that we got? I mean, I'm trying, I mean, we have... Uh, so NHL playoffs are going. There's still only like a couple of guys. Caulfield's going Caulfield to the conference finals. Just man. feeding backdoor tappies for the game winners. <laughs> uh, so see a Winnipeg. Didn't really show up at all for that series. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, we still got, you know, Avalanche Vegas is turning into a good series. Plen- so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys, you know, playing from this past year in college hockey in the current NHL playoffs. Yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, the past two years. But I mean, just like Caulfield... Sway show. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? New Hook, Sampo. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of guys. Are endless out here. Yeah, and it's it's good. For, I think what we were talking to Dan the other day. It's like this is tied for the fourth mo- or second most all time for players to make their debut and play in the playoffs. Same years that played in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, so, um, uh, tied in like 1986 record. So it's it's good for ECH college has Something to do with that? Uh, I would uh, say so. Uh, I think everyone get, deserves the ECH bump. Mm-hmm. Um, just thought about this. Like we can't really give Jimmy an ECH bump, and not that he ever would need one. Or I don't think he one, needs the bump. Maybe for his, his sons playing. Maybe just like best of luck. You know, yeah. best of luck coaching four kids. Yeah, and, and don't for, get kicked out of life. the ring <laughs> when your son's getting in a fight and you're just Jimmy yelling just at the refs. Tossed in the first. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. God, I mentioned this pot a lot, but of course he's just on chicklets um, last month, but. Um, was it talking about when he's firing oh, shots? At no, his no, kids? no, 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 that was like stuff. my favorite. I wanted to bring that up. No, but, but he talks like, about uh, he's playing in the A and 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 he's in, I think it was he said Rochester, and you know, four minutes into the game, and his parents are there, and oh, goal yeah. coach is there, and he's he's got he's got to drop the mitts. And God, we should have talked about and that. Got so me fired, that got me fired up. Like, this guy's perfect for pucks and deep, he fits, yeah. He fits the image, you know. This guy dropped the mitts in pro hockey as a goal. Didn't want so. to had the whole family there. It doesn't even <laughs> four get to play minutes more than like game. four minutes. Yeah, this he was he was ready for it. I mean, also, can we talk about how scared I was in the beginning of that pod? I was just like, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, James, you want to go? <laughs> right away, I was like, holy shit, it's Jimmy Howard. It's Jimmy Howard. So I was a little a little starstruck nah, a little man, he's in the first couple minutes, but then we cool, get into it. Cool dude, and obviously, yeah, just another stud out of Maine. And we just keep they keep they keep coming. So yeah, I mean, Maine's gonna be back. Ben Barr is gonna build that place back up. Their their goalie right now. I can't think of his name. They but had he had one rough year. It's not like they've been struggling. I mean, that atmosphere is always I know. the same. They're always competitive and. With yeah. that, the, they know, qualified. They would have qualified for the tournament the year Sway was there. They got the new locker room. Whole like you said, you know the whole. Yeah. Uh, the naked five is going to be back. The, in the naked five is back. All the sports are getting improvements in their weight rooms and all that stuff. So, so, so one thing you'll you'll hear in this uh, episode is that Wit Dog used to love firing shots off the crossbar into the student <laughs> section of Maine. There, so uh, let's just say that happens to you. You get hit by a puck and you need some money to cover that. We can help you out potentially, James. Uh, you know how can we help the people pay for their uh, their medical bills? Yeah, man. If you're if you're losing some jibs due to wit there, um, you're gonna want to download the top rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up and get your free shot at ten thousand dollars in total prizes. Mm-hmm. Again, that's code THPN. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. One take. That's how we do it, Jimmy. Get out fucking of here. Howard, baby. It's, Let's get this shit it's going. Jimmy time. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Puxton Deep. This is episode number 71 here. And joining us this week, we have a very special guest. That's right, we got former University of Maine goaltender setting damn near every record while he was there, and then a 14-year legend for the Detroit Red Wings organization, Jimmy Howard. Jimmy, thanks for joining the show. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Pumped to have you on here. Um, I mean, James, do you want to kick it off with the first question? I'm, I'm, I, I mean, got goosebumps right now. I'm just pumped to have <laughs> Maine Blackbird on the pod. We had uh, we had Swayman on last summer, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, third round. Uh, we had Pat Shea. Well, oh yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Legend, now we had Patty. So. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no man, pumped to have you on. Uh, how's how's retirement been treating you? Retirement's been treating me well. It's, uh, Busy. Didn't realize how busy it was around here for my wife until you know, I joined the fold. But uh, um, I'm coaching both my boys in hockey, and uh, so they had me at the rink, you know, six out of seven days. And yeah. uh, uh, thank goodness it's finally over. I can put the coaching back down for you know a couple of months. <laughs> there you yeah. go, and relax. Uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been you know a change. Obviously, you know, miss being around the guys, everything like that, down the dressing room. But yeah. To say that I actually miss it, miss it, it's probably a stretch. <laughs> I probably, uh, um, you know, put my body through hell every single day. Don't miss that. Love waking up stress-free, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a good transition so far. 
Well, I do want to say congratulations on a hell of a career, and you know, both your time Absolutely. at Maine and with the Red Wings there, uh, you're fun to watch. That was for sure, and um, yeah, no, good for you to be retired and happy now with the family, whole ass family going on. So yeah. Even as a Wild fan, fun to watch. <laughs> Even as a Wild fan. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're based in Minnesota. Uh, where, where are you at now? I'm still in Michigan. Michigan? Uh, okay. We're Michiganders now. We live in yep, uh, a suburb just outside of Detroit. Okay. And this is, you know, all four kids were, were born here in town, and uh, this is going to be home, you know, for the, well, for the foreseeable future. So, right. um, yeah, so we're, you know, excited. We love the area and uh, love how welcoming everyone is, so... You know, it's just that uh, this is all nice. Well, there's plenty of uh, Michigan college hockey teams to choose from once the, the young ones grow up. So, uh, <laughs> have your pick there. Oh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't even Ooh. know why, but <laughs> they love Michigan State. Wow, Sparty's they're listening to this yeah. one. They're that. That's big. <laughs> let's, let's go back to I'll just go to Maine quick, though. I want you just to get yeah. right into it. First of all, how was the campus at Maine? What was it like, you know, back when you played? Well, I fell in love with it. The Alphon Arena obviously yeah. just sold itself, you know, sold itself. But uh, I fell in love with the campus. Uh, you know, it was relatively, you know, big but small at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was on campus there for my official visit, it just felt like home. Uh, it was it was a good fit for me. Being from upstate New York, um, you know, 45 minutes south of Ottawa, mm-hmm. it just had, you know, the same type of feel. So uh, when I got dropped off at the airport for by Grand Stanbrook and uh, I was like, yeah, this is spot for me. So I committed right there at the Bangor International Airport. So, uh, uh, yeah, that the campus itself, I mean, it, it's just, it all revolves around hockey up there. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be a good cool. feeling. When I was at school. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's changed. It yeah. probably hasn't. It probably hasn't changed. No. Yeah. I, don't know. I only see it there in the summer months. We got a lake house back there on, on one of the lakes. That oh, nice. For about six weeks, so uh, uh, I only see the campus during the summertime. But usually, not much going on up there. Well, how about the Alpine? I'm sure you've heard them. Maybe you contributed. I don't know, but they're them getting some renovations now. How excited are you for that? And what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Their new locker room looks. It's going to look amazing. Everything. Yeah, so it looks sweet. I mean, it's great. I, I think it's awesome that they're keeping the Alphon. Yeah. There was talks of, you know, ripping it down and just starting oh, fresh. Yeah. That's tragic. You know, they're just going to, you know, after seeing the renderings and everything like that, the fact that they're keeping the building, they're just, you know, they're going to spruce it up, which we all know it needs. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, just to be able to compete, like, that's a huge tool mm-hmm. for schools. You know, you see these big these big time programs and, and what they can provide for their student athletes. Uh, um, you know, it's a big leg up on the competition when you can show, you know, a 16, 17-year-old, hey, look at our facilities. And then they go somewhere out east to, you know, a school that's, you know, more traditional, probably doesn't, you know, a state school probably doesn't have as much money as, as some right. of these top programs that, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of an unfair um you know, competition field when it comes to that. So the fact that they're they're willing to you know dump you know money into the Alpha, mm-hmm. but also you know all the sports across the board there are right. getting upgrades, and that's uh, you know that's I think it's going to be huge for their sports programs moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they they did the right thing. That's for sure. Keeping you know you got you still got the character of the Elf, and then now you're just adding you know this nice locker room that North Dakota has or any other school, the Big Ten schools. So uh, UMass in one too, like the Hockey East. Everybody's kind of upgrading. It seems so, like yep. so. You got to follow suit well, there. Yeah, you have to. It's yeah, otherwise you can't, high, right? Especially, exactly. especially in this, uh, you know, today's day and world where all these schools, you know, have you know the nice facilities. You got to be able to have that facility to, to be able to compete. I mean, let's be honest. I think a lot of these college facilities might be better than the pros. Yeah, yeah, I know. We had. Uh... <laughs> That's true. We yeah. had, who was it, Bernard Docker on last two weeks ago, and he was talking about, you know, he played yeah, at North Dakota. He's like, man, that's better. I mean, the Suns have it nice, but he liked it better North Dakota than Ottawa, so. Yeah, the Ralph is just, <laughs> I mean, that's just like, it's crazy to think about, but yeah. it's it's competitive, man. You have to be able to recruit, and yeah. that's that's something that the kids want or need. Yeah, that's legit. I was wondering, uh, you know, I listened to your interview on Spitting Chicklets, and you talked about going on a visit with BU. Um, was there any other schools that you were considering um, going for college? there or was it always uh, was it between those two Maine and uh, Boston University uh, 
No, it wasn't just the. There was Colorado College was in the mix. Uh, Michigan okay. State, BU, BC, um, Ohio, Ohio State University. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> and Miami of Ohio, but. Uh, I didn't even take my visit to Ohio State or Miami of Ohio just because when I was at me, I just, I fell in love with it there, like I said, but uh, uh, you know, the one school that I wanted to go to that I didn't even get an official visit to go on was uh, St. Lawrence University. Really? Because oh. that, I mean, I grew up 20 minutes from there. Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah. So, like, I was always over at the Saints games. My dad would take me over to Washington practice because he knew the coaches. And I always wanted to be a saint. I didn't even get a phone call. Well, I did get a phone call. It was, you know, Jimmy, we've got our two goalies. We're not going to recruit you this year. Uh, uh, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even call. I promise, I promise you, wherever you go to school, we'll have you in for a, uh, you know, home and home. So it was, uh, you know, at the time, it was uh, Marshall was the coach there, and uh, he kept his word. Mm. He, uh, you know, invited Nate in for, you know, homestand. Uh, beginning of my sophomore year and uh you know i kept my word to my dad so that's pretty cool though yeah did you beat them hopefully i'm guessing in that home and home series i think yeah yeah we swapped them at st lawrence and then we i think we split our one 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 back in game okay it's gotta feel good though yeah it's totally so it a long time <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> enough but all in all it sounds like a w so that's good and things worked out well at maine you know i'd uh, say so yeah, we just jump into that. I mean, your first two seasons, I, I didn't even know uh, you were splitting time a little bit with Frank Doyle. You know, what what, yeah. was, what was that like? Was that, was that difficult? Because, like, I mean, your numbers were still solid then, obviously, and you got the run for, you know, the, the title run in 2003, 2004. But what was it like, you know, kind of splitting time it there? Wasn't, it wasn't difficult at all. I mean, I felt like... Okay. No matter who we had in that, you know, gave us a solid chance to win yeah. every single night. And, you know, we had, you know, such solid teams in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we played, you know, we played to our system and to our strengths really well. And that was, um, you know, we grinded on teams who were really solid on the PTA. We chipped in on the power play. Um, so it was, you know, it was always a team effort up there. But the, uh, splitting time, um, it was all that I ever knew. Yeah. You know, being at the U.S. program, uh, uh, you know, playing two years before that, it was always just, you know, split, rotate games, you know, back and forth. So um, it was it was all I ever knew until, you know, my junior year when I played, you know, the ball the games. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know any different. I just, you know, when right. my number was called on the weekend, I just went out there and played, you know, gave it my all. But just, uh, um, yeah, it was just <laughs> that sophomore year is just a fun year, even though I missed, you know, five weeks with a knee injury mm. uh you know i came back and that uh, everything just picked up right where it left <laughs> up yeah i mean was it i mean you talked about splitting time there was whatever a scare like when you're you know a freshman at maine like oh am i gonna get enough playing time did i make the right decision was that ever a thought in your head at all or no no it was never a thought in my okay. head at all because i wanted to go somewhere where i'd have to you know, chance to start right away. Yeah, yeah. And out of all the schools, that you know just seemed like a logical, you know, choice because um, Matt Yates and Mike Morrison were both graduating. Yeah. So it was just yeah. Frank and I. So we, uh, Frank sat out the year before because he went to an OHL camp and stayed for you know that longer than forty eight hours or whatever it is mm-hmm. that That's <laughs> that, that time we pulled back in the day. So. Uh, uh, it was just him and I, so it was, you know, we were great friends. Um, you know, we used to be, you know, partners in, in golf matches together. So, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen or spoken to him in a while, but uh, um, yeah, we just we pushed each other to to do the best that we could. What was it like playing in Maine? Just the elf on there, like having that basically seventh man on the ice for you guys. Like that student section is insane. Like yeah, especially in the heyday. Oh god, elf on here's in the tournament every single year. You know, like, was it just especially crazy then compared to, I mean, they still get really good crowds now, but, like, their teams aren't nearly as what as dominant as they were, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, it was a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When we were playing, like, BU, mm-hmm. UNH, BC, compared to the rest of the Hockey East, I don't know yeah. what it is. Uh, now I haven't been able to go back for, for right. um, you know, a game in a while, but when I just remember there would be such a buzz 
that week, you know, leading up to one of those three teams coming to campus. Oh, yeah. It, didn't, it wasn't just Friday, yeah. you know, Friday morning. Like, there, there was a lead up from, <laughs> you know, Monday to, you know, Friday, you know, kids getting excited that, um, you know, as we're preparing for the week and then, you know, being warm, you know, warming up, you know, up on the concourse, uh, you know, before the games and seeing how far the student section, you know, would be up wrapped around the football field. It was like, okay, like, like, here we go. Like, this is a different animal of the game. Like, I remember my first one against UNH in early November and Marty Creed won it in that overtime, two to one, and the place just erupted. Yeah. And it's the loudest, you know, I've ever heard of building, um, you know, in my, in my lifetime. So it was, uh, it was, yeah. it was fun to be, to be a part of that, to, you know, Hear of kids, you know, throwing snowballs at the you know, <laughs> <laughs> when, when they were pulling in on the, on the campus. So it was, uh, it was always, uh, you know, intense rivalry with those uh, teams. That's great for college hockey. We need more of that and get back to those old days. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're, rivalries you're lucky you got to play in the Alphon in the, in the junk. Like, you got to play in some historic buildings. What's, what was your favorite barn to play at though in college hockey other than the Alpha, obviously? What's your favorite place to travel oh, to? Well, I, love, I loved playing at UNH. Yeah. I mean, a big rival. Yeah. So yeah. Just because of, you know, that, uh, that state rival between both schools, but, uh, um, you know, and at the pro level, I always love playing in Chicago. Yeah, can, was, can you go yeah, wrong with that? <laughs> Square Garden. Like, Madison Square Garden was, was right up there at, uh, at the top as well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, being able to play at the Joe and, and the Alpine, <laughs> too, you know, historic buildings in, in their own rights was, uh, you know, very special. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Be between the pipes for both those arenas. I mean, yeah. What was your? I mean, while we're on the topic, um, what was your time like? Do you like the XL Energy Center here in St. Paul? Pardon? Do you like the XL Energy Center in St. Paul when you came to play the Wild? Yeah, just gotta know. So I gotta cool. know. Yeah, like it's such a unique concept for for a building. You know, you mm-hmm. walk into you know a lot of these buildings and they sort of just sort of mimic each other. And, yeah, you know, it is it's a unique. cabin feeling. Yeah, it is. It is it's yeah. so cool. Like, it's like you're having a, a lake life and then you know, <laughs> it breaks out. You know, people that, <laughs> I just love like all the wood and you know, the slate everywhere. And, yeah, no, they did a good job. Yeah, it just makes you feel like you're, you're going to your lake house. <laughs> all the jerseys wrapped around, around too. You've got all the high school jerseys yeah. wrapped around the outside. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's really cool too. Like, well, I, you know, guys are walking you know, the first time there, and they're like, what's all these jerseys? I was like, those are high school jerseys. I go, that's how big, you know, high school hockey is out here. Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> we don't play juniors? I say, no, everyone plays for the whole town in their high school. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You guys do it the right way. Yeah, no. I think Michigan's on board. You know, they're getting up there. What are you – you guys don't – it's still not high school hockey in Michigan, is it right now? It's – what is it? Uh, it is tier one and tier two. Diehard over triple A hockey. Yeah, it's. I don't. I mean, it's hmm. ridiculous. It's sickening the way people, you know, just jump teams, whatever it takes. And, and I feel like yeah. we have too many triple A programs. Like we have six here. Jeez, I know. Oh, six. I feel like six is too many. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a bit. There. <laughs> I, I kind of want to touch on, you know, the, the Frozen Four run that season. I mean, I was looking up, you guys had 10 wins in a row leading up to that national championship game versus Denver. Like, how, how confident were you coming to that game? Because you guys were just, in that season, just riding such a dominant streak there. Well, yeah, like at the beginning of the season, it just had a different feel. Like, we walked out to um, Nebraska Omaha and we were playing, you know, against Minnesota. They knew blank them for nothing. Like, it's just a dominant team effort by all of us. And then we played Wisconsin the next night and beat them like 2 1 or 3 1 or something like that. So, you know, we, we, you know, just started off on the right foot. And each week we just felt like we were getting better and better and better. And like, we didn't care like, if it was running down or, you know, if we were locking it down. Like, it was, uh, uh, you know, we felt just as comfortable being in a one nothing game as, you know, like a 4-4 one. Um, you know, like even yeah. in the first round against Harvard, we were down 4-1, had the third, we scored four and answered to win 5-4. Like it was, uh, and then turned around and played Wisconsin the next day and won 2-1 in overtime. So we were just, you know, a team where we just felt very comfortable no matter what situation we were in. Uh, um, you know, going out there and, and we felt like, we're going to 
get you know contributions from everyone. Plus, it helps that you have you know Dustin Penner rolling up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he always helps. He was key. Just and you only played one season there, right? One year, one year. Yeah, yeah. he redshirted this uh, this freshman year, came and played his sophomore year, and then was adios. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if he would have stayed for the next one too? I mean, it would have been uh, nuts. It would have been, would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was time for for Tyler to, you know, move on. We yeah. told him that too, actually, here because he wanted to stay, and we're like, dude, go, <laughs> dude, you're ready. Go. <laughs> Get yeah. paid like right now. What about? I mean, we got to touch on just. You know, the, after listening to the Chicklets uh, interview, I forgot, like, a goal got called back, and I rewatched it. It was, like, within the first, like, what, four minutes for you guys? Uh, just a terrible, you know, what, a toe in the crease call. Like, you know, just talk about that and what, you know, living that was like. Uh, I mean, but that was the rule back then. Yeah. Until the next year, they changed it. Yeah. It's just a know, weird thing. Yeah, like, back then, like, you couldn't, nobody, no matter if you're in the play or not, like the puck had to be in there before you could do so uh, uh that was the rule. Um, you know, obviously now it's changed, you can be in the crease even if you you know the puck's not there and the puck can go in. But uh uh that was a you know tough pill to swallow because I think, you know, with us scoring that early into the national championship game probably could have changed the you know the outcome of uh, of that game. For sure. But as you know, people they went the distance, we had our opportunities. Yeah. You know. We had a six on three at the end. We had two posts and a crossbar. So <sighs> yeah. Burko made some, you know, big saves for him. So it was a, um, you know, one of those. It just wasn't our night. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I can imagine just being on the bench and see that six on three for like the last minute and a half, and just watching the boys ring iron <laughs> a few times, just going nuts. Like, just, come on! You just felt like a six on three. I was like, oh, no, Brantford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to do. The fact that they were able to kill it off, it was sort of like they was shocked on the bench. It was like, no, no, they didn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> that didn't just happen. Like, are you kidding me? They just killed that off. Mm. So, with, you know, with our and since it was in Boston, like <sighs> we had a huge following there. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of blue in the building. Yeah, it was a tough pill to swallow. And I saw they did the zoom in on you, like right after the game ended. And I just got to ask, uh, can we talk about the puka shell necklace? <laughs> Uh, that you're rocking oh during the time at Maine. What? How about that style? I got a life of its own at college. Yeah. I don't know why. My mom. I think it was my mom who gave my grandma. She okay. just rocked it. They got so much, so many headlines. Like, they just controls me for You know, the average shit. But I was like, yeah, whatever. So I just, I just rolled with it. My mom and like, I was so suspicious, and the season was going. Yeah, you can't change it up. You got it. Zero chance of taking this thing off, even though. I'm you know, getting so much heat. <laughs> 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 I was like, there's no chance. Uh, yeah, it's, there's, it's the whole reason uh, I'm playing well. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's in your head. Shell necklace was the reason. Yeah, it's the only thing working. Yeah. From 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 Puka from Puka to Gucci. I mean, now you got you're, you're working. <laughs> what a journey! <laughs> what a journey it's been, man. I mean, I think just had to stink by the end of the year. <laughs> so many so many games going through, but I love. Uh, it was some unreal style. I, to be honest with you, I don't even think it was the same one from the start of the season to that. Man, it up, a man. One, one that it broke, but uh, oh, okay. you know, had to had to run the what is it called, Pack Sun? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God. man! Still up there like you again, huh? You. <laughs> Even like, the usual. Hey guys, let me just buy three or four. Yeah. <laughs> God, they should have Puka Shell Necklace Night. They should have na- Naked Five. Should, the whole student section should wear so one. That would be electric. Uh, there's an idea right now. I forgot about the Naked Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can run around outside minus 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> they took pictures outside of the arena when it was like, yeah, probably below zero this year, like when they yeah. couldn't even get into the games. Just ready. I love it, man. They're ready to be back in there. That's going to be a huge advantage for Maine to have them back next year. But, uh, yeah. Talk about, Jimmy, talk about your time at Maine, Dutch, the Alphon itself, um, student section, all of it. You know, what made you fall in love with Maine on your visit? Just the student section. I mean, those guys are crazy. The fact that there was no netting there when I was in school, <laughs> like, they had to talk to other guys, yeah. to other guys yeah. that, you know, played, you know, like, 
when I was like good buddies with Brian Whitney, like we used to intentionally ring them off the crossfire, send them up in the <laughs> <What? laughs> Like guys used to do that. There's no netting back there. And you know, the student section, like the kids up there, they're nuts. They take the putts and whip them back down. Like, oh man, I'm sure they're just like, ripping the opposing team. I'm sure Witt's just getting it on the ice. <laughs> like, like I was like at the other end of just watching them on their circle and the guys just bring them off the crossfire. And I'm like, God, somebody's gonna get absolute cork. Some nights, some did, but uh, for the moment, <laughs> some nights. You just had to. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure there was no pregame going on before. Though. No, yeah, they're not watching. They're just hammering. <laughs> you know, very rare your surroundings up there. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the Alphonse sold itself. Yeah. I mean, when I went there, they played Quinnipiac, and when Quinnipiac was just, you know, fairly new, he mm-hmm. won school, and I think they bought him 11 1, and the place was as loud for the 11th world as it was the first one. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's but, great. That's good for hockey. Jeez, like, there's no light up here, so that was, mm-hmm. that was, you know, fun for me to watch. I guess one thing I want to ask about is, you know, just as far as college hockey goes, you know, Syracuse had in New York, that's where you grew up, they, they have a women's college hockey team, but not a men's college hockey team, you know. Um, could you, you know, p- potentially be part of that startup there and get uh, <laughs> Syracuse men's hockey, you know, back up to D1? That'd be sweet. <laughs> I don't know about that. No? <laughs> Not from there. Um, you know, it'd be great to see it, uh, you know, D1 hockey program. But, uh, um, you know, I think it's just been amazing to sit back and, and watch how much it's grown. Yeah. You know, really. True. Um, I know we got the LIU. Yeah, Long Island. Said, like when we were getting, you know, recruited by um, when we were out at the U.S. program, like the guys on the team, we'd be like, "Man, you imagine it's like the University of Miami, Arizona State had like a team, like right. we'd all go there and play." And now they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. you see like Arizona State and how the success that they've had and the recruits that they've been able, you know, get probably because the campus probably sold itself. <laughs> yeah, and the new arena coming in too. And they're getting the new arena there, so um, it's just amazing to see like you mm-hmm. know the big time with Penn State, you know, coming in there, and um, you know the new building at Notre Dame, uh, you know. So it's just it's awesome to see you know how college hockey is going over the years. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's taken off. Like I don't know. Obviously, we're losing a couple programs that are you know just the smaller schools with tough funding, but. You know, otherwise, like, yeah, I think Arizona State's huge for college hockey yeah, just so. to kind of show the blueprint for, for schools like that. Like, I mean, why doesn't Texas have a, a program, you know, or Florida we put on gone. Instagram yeah. the other week and it blew up. Like, those jerseys alone, people are like, yeah, I want to be a Gator, <laughs> play some hockey out there. I mean, why not? Because that we are. Uh, it, it, it would kill those northern schools, though. It would, it would. And that's yeah. what I'm scared of. I mean, let me see, go to class and flip flops or bungle up. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 20 below outside. That's true. But the naked five, you know? The naked five. <laughs> you gotta stay for the yeah, naked, naked five. five. Let, me, let me go there. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that's another question I wanted to ask you, you know, like, how much of a difference is there? you know, between stopping the difficulty of like a D1 player, like a really good D1 guy versus an NHL guy, like how, how hard of a transition was that for you? I don't think it, it I don't think it was shots or anything like that, like kind of wise, but, mm. you know, obviously, you know, it was more of a, like a big shock and awe. Like coming from <clears throat> University of Maine college hockey back then, uh, you know, you're big fish and you know, a small pond, and then all of a sudden you become a small fish. Very big pond. I mean, at yeah. the training camp, you had, I mean, Nick Lishman, Stevie Eiserman, Ben Chan, Chris Chelios. These are all guys sitting on, you know, next to the bus. And so it was more like a, yeah. a, a, like all these future Hall of Famers, and not to mention, you know, Pat and, and, and all those guys. So the biggest thing, the biggest adjustment that I had an issue with my first couple of years was the schedule. Yeah. I mean, college yeah. hockey, you only more like games. 41 games, 42, to right. make it to the national championship. Like, that's half your season. That's <laughs> <laughs> control. Yeah. So, like, it was always like in February, I, I, you know, for the first couple of seasons, 
I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to be done. Like, mm. <laughs> just feel like it's, it's, it's yeah, putting my time. Was... It took me, it took me, you know, a couple of seasons to, to get adjusted to, you know, the schedule and the travel and the absolute grind of being a pro. Yeah. What do you say? I mean, that was the, the grind of being a pro is harder than, you know, going to class and then just playing Friday, Saturday night. Obviously, I practice throughout the week, but how much harder is the NHL schedule versus the college schedule, like weekly? It's just, um, it's difficult because you're constantly on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Right. You never, like, when you're on the road, you're never in one spot for, you know, more than two mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in college, it felt like, well, for us back in the day, like, whenever we traveled, We'd go to be C for two, we'd go to be U for two. So we'd always, you know, be in the same spot, you know, like where the pro, the pro life, like you're traveling, like the American League, you're on a bus, you know, some nights, you know, you may have to travel six hours after a game to play, you know, a game Sunday afternoon. It's your fourth game in five nights <laughs> in the city. So it was, uh, you know, the grind of the travel and, uh, you know, the schedule to get, you know, the 82 games in was, biggest adjustment you talked about in the chicklets pod you know knowing that you you know there's a good chance you're going to play division one hockey that was your goal um once you made it to ntdp but like when did you know that the nhl was you know in your future uh when you're at maine there i actually started before then like at the u.s program okay and, you know like we played such a heavy university schedule that yeah year, it felt like i think it felt like for all of us, like we're going to be able to make, you know, contribute in students who got to the university level, like Mike Eves and uh, John Heights did a great job of preparing us for that. And I mean, it was, I think it was when, you know, I signed on to go to the U.S. program that, uh, you know, the doors started to open, you know, the NHL, you know, became, you know, more and more realization. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, you yeah. had a cool, <laughs> hell of a career, man. That's just all around, like, just uh, that's a that's a journey, and when I guess like you know you started out playing goalie as a kid, correct? You never played player, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you were committed from an early age, and sound like you, you know, I know again on the chicklets pie, you're talking about your dad driving you to what was it, Canada, and um, to train all the time. Yeah, you, my dad would drive me up once a week uh, do power skating in Ottawa, oh. and then with a goalie coach, and then uh, that was always Sunday mornings, and then. That was sort of like your trial. Yeah. That goalie coach thought you, you know, had anything or had the tools. Then you get invited to, you know, the mini rink in the back with those three pieces and you do, you know, one-on-one technical stuff training. So cool. it was like after a couple of years of power skating, I got to invite to go back there. And that's, uh, um, that's when, you know, everything really started to, to kick off. So I was like 12 or 13 years old, and then when I was 14 years old, I went to, you know, some junior B contract, or, uh, trials over, um, over there, and that's, you know, I just happened to make one of them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to make any of, any of them. Yeah. And then when I was, uh, you know, especially at the age of 14, and then all of a sudden, that's I made one of the teams, and I was like, okay, so, <laughs> here I am. So, we're doing I was 14 it. years old playing junior B, so it was, uh, it was an eye opener. You know, right away to be able to play against guys that are older than me, and some of them, you know, were seven years older than me, being 20 wow. years old. So um, it was, you know, time to grow up fast. One question I want to ask is like the NHL shootout rule kind of got initiated right when you jumped into the league there. Was that a hard adjustment to make, or like, you know, just going up against guys that are, you know, insane <laughs> to go to yeah. you like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Especially when the hot spring division, yeah, you see Patrick King in the shootout, I was always like, I mean, let's be honest, the odds were not my favorite, especially when he was coming down with that. I always, you know, relished the the opportunity of getting, you know, the extra point for a team. It was sort of like scoring a goal. Yeah, yeah. It's like if anyone ever, you know, you try to explain it to, um, to, you know, common hockey fan. It's like, I, that's like scoring a goal for me in the shootout. Mm-hmm. It's your chance to be on the highlight reel. Right? I'll jump up, they cheer, like, they do the same thing when they score. So I go, that's really like, <laughs> yeah, they do. That's a scoring goal. So all yeah, these teams the opportunity to, you know, it was on me to get the guys the extra point. 
what about just in practice? I mean, you had some pretty insane guys on your team. I'm like, just shootouts in practice. How, yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Do you guys practice that at all? Yeah, Zook out there. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, blender. Pat was great, but Pat never stopped. It was like, Pat, like, I'm tired. <laughs> or it was like, we were working out hard for like, how we do our end zone stuff. And the puck, you know, Babs would go to the other end. And the Pat, that was his screw around time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, do whatever I want in the puck, and Jimmy's got to stop. Me. Sometimes I was like, you know, you've got screw you, Pat. I'm not even giving up off that. He would still keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. I would be like, oh, dude, like, I just need, like, three seconds to catch my breath, get a swig of water, and I'll play. Just give me a break. He was, you know, like, not all the stuff that he did, like, he gave, we saw him practice. So yeah. It never really surprised any of us, like, everyone else, like, when he had the puck on his stick. Mm. You know, brought to the edge of the seat. Like to us, it was it was just another day. Tapped. Yeah, normal thing. Because we saw it every single day. The only time I think I ever went wow was when I was at uh, the All Star game with him in Ottawa, and the puck got flipped up in the air, and he reached behind him and caught it on the blade of his skate, very blade of his stick, <laughs> blade of his stick, um, while still skating, you know, towards yeah. the other end, and then just pulled it in front of him. And I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Like, that, might, that might be the greatest, like, skill move ever. Like, yeah. be able to catch that while skating, while skating out ice and, and pull it in front of you. I was like, wow. Oh, and he's playing the cross on the ice or something. Tap. Yeah. You mentioned the you mentioned the All Star game, but how cool is it to bring your kids there? And you know, I saw that picture with uh, your kids and Matthews in the locker room there. But talk about that whole experience and what that was like. You went a couple times, so three years, three years, three years? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that that one was probably the most special because the boys were old enough. Yeah, where they they knew you know the time the kid was mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon and Sid <laughs> and Cooch and Lankless Ed. Yeah, to me like. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, they, like they had more fun talking to, you know, oh my god, dad, there's Mark Andre Fleur. Like, there's Connor, dad, there's Connor. There's Connor the game. Like, yeah, the buddy. Like, Mama, say hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know them. Not yet, not yet. And so, like, you know, they got a kick out of it. I think, uh, uh, like, my youngest son, well, my younger son, Henry, like, I came into the dressing room and he was sitting there talking to Kucherov and the next thing I hear out of Henry's mouth, it's like, yeah, you scored a lot of goals on my dad. You scored a lot of goals on everybody. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just to be able to see them, you know, light up and, uh, you know, have all those guys, you know, because a lot of them, you know, a lot of those guys that were there, you know, are dads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they take the time out and, uh, you know, just, you know, say hello to the boys, uh, you know, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something your kids will never forget, hopefully, you know, and, and yeah, get them into the game early. Just no, like, that's pretty I cool. Mean, I think, I think Henry was more fired up to get Sharky by Grant. <laughs> 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> it looks like home here. Yeah, I mean, you talked about getting checklists. You know, you looking up to uh, Dom and, and Ozzy there. I mean, going to the wins, but like, what is it the feeling like knowing that like guys like Swayman at Maine, you know, are now looking up to you um, with your you know success in the NHL and, and and in college there? He's such a smart kid, and he wants just to be you know the best that he's capable of being. Like, mm-hmm. I talked to him on before the season started, and I was like, just be a sponge. Yeah, you just gotta soak it all in. Like, try to learn something new. Every single day, uh, you know, you can always work, you know, to get better. And, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, things aren't going to go your way. And, and he's so mature about it. Like, he gets it. And I felt like I, I go, I feel like I'm telling you stuff. And you already know the answers. To <laughs> he's like, he's got that mature, you know, personality about himself that, uh, um, you know, I think he's going to have one health career for Boston. So too, yeah, we had him on the podcast. Uh, was it two years ago? Or it was last summer, wasn't it? Or, or yeah, last summer when he, I mean, when he ended up winning, uh, or he was in the Hobie finalist run there. Yeah, but I mean, just like, Richter, so, yeah, 
yeah, one director, like just such a, a humble kid. And he seems like an old soul out there. And then he's seen like, he's so loose on the ice mm-hmm. minus that his warm-up routine, which is the funniest. Thing <laughs> in and uh, he actually got in last night. We, we were rooting for him, hoping he's going to get his first playoff W, but you know, they kind of had to battle back anyways, but yeah. Yeah, he, he's yeah, just so fun to watch. Tough. It was, yeah. That was a tall task for that line. Yeah. I didn't even good. think they'd get close. Do you think yeah. he'll get the start next game? Close, Do you yeah. think they'll, they'll start him next game or no? That'd be sweet. No, we'll, we'll back they got to go yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like the talent there and the way he thinks the game, like, this way is, you know, he's going to have, you know, a long, long career. I mean, hell, even the start to his, you know, young career here has been, you know, something remarkable. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. What he's been able to do there in Boston. Who did you, uh, you know, Tuka's maybe one of them, but who did you look up to when you got to the show other than, you know, your your teammates there? But what other goalie did you like to face? Uh, I mean, I always loved them. I loved watching other guys to see if I could learn things. Yeah. You know, whether, um, you know, I had an off night and I was able to watch, like, Ronquist, you know, just the way he competes on every single pop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Terry, just because, well, let's be honest, he makes it look so freaking easy. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, with how smooth he is out there on, on the ice and it's like, man, is his heart rate go over 100? <laughs> like, doesn't look it, but, uh, those are two guys that I really enjoyed watching. Um, you know, Quickie. Yeah. Loved watching, you know, Quickie play and just, you know, he was so, so flexible that he was never out of, never out of it. Like, you could, you know, always, you know, possibly get a piece of equipment on it. So, um, you know, those are the three guys and Packard Yeah. That, that, you know, and I'll saw it. Level. So I always enjoyed watching those guys to see if I could pick something up. I wanted to ask about uh, Babcock, you know, being your coach for so long at the Red Wings there, and he spent a little bit of time on the Vermont coaching staff this season. You know, could you see him potentially coaching college hockey uh, at the end of his career here? Like, do you think his uh, hard-nosed style of working college hockey? Yeah. He's going back to Saskatchewan University coach. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Oh, boy. How's that going to work out for him? Uh, that's gonna be electric. I mean, is he gonna be bag skating people out there, or what? <laughs> you know what? I don't think in my career we ever had a bag skate with him. Wow, really? That's well, surprising. That's not how I would think. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember him ever lining us up. It might be a hidden bagger where yeah, you know, <laughs> either the goalies are just absolutely blitz with shots, or guys are going up and down the ice. Yeah, it's that. But he never, he never, you know, personally lined us up and made us, you know, you know, go until he was satisfied. It was he always called them work days. Ah, shit! Time to go to work. Definitely a good mentor. He had a lot of them, but uh, yeah, man, that's yeah, he's beauty. And he was on. Uh, I've seen him on the NHL Network too. He, like he's a good commentator. Oh yeah, you can tell he just knows his stuff and. You know, he could talk there well, too. He definitely, he definitely knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably like X's and O's of his, the way he compared us was top notch. Mm-hmm. Which just, I mean, it's, it's no secret. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. So, well, yeah, you know, but that was, that was him, you know, trying to push your buttons to, you know, so he could get the best out of that. Yeah, right, that's what great coaches do. Would, would you, uh, I mean, you're coaching your sons now. Do you have any interest in, uh, coaching in you know professional hockey one day? Zero. Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Flat zero. Just because those guys those guys' schedules are worse than you know, a player. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're always they're, there. They're, they're at the arena like at seven AM and if it's a game day, they're not home until like midnight or one o'clock in the morning and they're doing it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no and then not only that they, they live in front of the pure so yeah, that's tough. True. No chance. I love hockey. <laughs> I don't love it that much. <laughs> that's and, but, and then they got to deal with all the different egos and everything like that. Oh my God. Yeah. No thanks. Being on the other side of it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Stirring the pot. All the drama going on rather than, you know, having to. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be in the stands chirping parents. <laughs> chirping parents. <laughs> Having a good time out there. Uh, yeah. But as a mentor, like, what, what advice would you give to well, as goalies or players, you know, the youth? What what advice would you give them to make it to the Division One level and, you know, the NHL level? Good question. I mean, there's definitely, you know, some luck involved, but if you have a dream, like me growing up in a small town up in upstate New York, like people would always thought my dad and I were crazy for how much he drove me around. But, uh, <laughs> Um, I had a dream and I just kept, uh, you know, going for it. I wasn't going to be denied. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing is, is the, you know, the hard work and everything like that. Uh, yeah. There's enough scouts, there's enough, you know, recruiters out there now. Like if you work, if you work hard and put in the time, uh, you know, doors will open for you. That's a great answer. Yeah, that's good. I'm looking at you like you're crazy and then just putting in the work and, you know, Look at you now. <laughs> Look at you. Obviously, everything paid off. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, I, res- I respect the show, you, Jimmy. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on, <laughs> man. Like, we really, really appreciate your time, Jimmy. This has been awesome, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, we'll get a main jersey up here soon too. So, <laughs> you know, the studio will look better next time. <laughs> no problem, guys. Thanks, man. Hey, love that you guys are doing something for college hockey. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Doesn't get enough. Yeah. I, I think so. we, it's guys like you that you know support us that you know keep it going so and uh tell tell Wit we appreciate his help too and spin chickens helping us out it's just by following us you know that helps us grow the game so yeah no problem guys all right Detroit Red Wing making the expansion draft Jimmy Howard comes over on Reeves and makes the save couldn't get through Arvidsson's got it again drops it off the Forsberg Forsberg right in the goal Jimmy Howard has been spectacular. We haven't even played seven minutes. Trevor there gives back to Stahl. One of the Red Wings has a stick broken. Oh, and reaching out of the air and grabbing that attempt was Jimmy Howard. Another way for Dezingle again. And it's the shot. Rebound was there right in front of the net. What a save by Howard. In front for Pajot. Broussard right in, Howard the save, the Red Wings win it, they start the season 2-0. The right-handed catching that minor from the left, in front, good save there by Howard. Howard scrambling to get back in on Stepan, another stop by Howard. Declare now, with some space and with some speed, save Howard, rebound. Down low, in front by Mark McKellar, looking for the hat trick, Jimmy Howard, great stop, diving, desperation save to keep this 2-2, here comes Larkin. 